got a good one. We got some insights. I got so many songs going through my head. I have. Here's the song I'd love to play. If we had the money, uh, Gypsy, if we had the budget, I would be playing, uh, I, I'm afraid to even sing it. I can see clearly now. That's the song. Uh, I, I want to get into that groove. I got to learn how to play that on the, on the guitar. But that is uh, these, these wonderful moments of clarity that I have to celebrate. And I hope everyone's doing good. I want to say hi to everybody. Really glad you're here for another exciting episode and hopefully entertaining episode. You're going to learn. You're going to laugh. You're going to love. Light a candle. Line up your chakras. I'm in a mood. How are you doing over there? Let's Let's get that out of the way very quickly. I just want to establish a baseline because I'm in a good spot mentally. I want to see where you are. I'm very tired. <laughs> very uh, tired of all the stupid. I'm very tired of the Marxists. I'm very tired of the onslaught of cancel culture all of a sudden. I'm just very tired. Yes. Yes. And that, I believe, you know, you know what it is? It's uh, when, when you've got a carrot and you're, you got it on a stick hanging from a, a little piece of string and, and a, a donkey is being led around, but the donkey is just, you know, pushing that little thing. He's keeping the wheel turning to power the mill, but they trick the donkey. That's, that's why you're so tired. That's why I was tired all week. And then you sit alone with your thoughts. You think about stuff, and it's because uh, we're, we're being the donkey. We're being the donkey led around by the carrot. It's the, ooh, look at this, ooh, look at this, just keep going, just keep going. And we don't even know that we're pushing uh, the stick that keeps the mill going, that keeps everything in place, and blah, 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 blah. Because here is, uh, and we've talked about it on the show before, we've talked about it on the show. It's, it's all about the narrative, the narrative, the narrative. And I have been thinking about it, and I've weighed it, and I am way more passionate about what's going on with the Russia investigation. That is really heating up. Now, I'm talking big picture stuff. If I, if I had to uh, say, here's what's most important, here's second, third, fourth, fifth. Listen, uh, you, cops doing things, making sure the police force is all squared away, super important. Super important, because that affects my day-to-day -day life. Big picture, big picture, unelected officials deciding who they want to be president. That's the future of our civilization. That's the future of our civilization. So to me, that is more important. And that's what I want to focus on for a little bit here in the A block. There is more evidence coming. There is more subpoenas coming. The, the, the Durham thing is heating up. Big Billy Barr is doing a great job. And I saw a wonderful interview with Rick Grinnell uh, this morning. And just the amount of red flags when he's looking at these notes and he's, you know, going through the FISA and all this stuff. And there, there are still. And this made me feel good. So I, that's why I wanted to open with it. There were a lot of people at the FBI. There was a lot of people in the intelligence community who were like, and they wrote it down. They're like, whoa, this is, uh, this is dubious. This is not good. We shouldn't do this. And those people were silenced. They were put to the side. They didn't leak to the press. If you look at the, uh, he was talking about the, just the amount of leaks to the press in the, in the opening days of the Trump administration. Like when Obama became president, I think there was like eight leaks in the, in like the first year, something crazy like that. And with Trump, it was like 129. They so, eight in the first three hours. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, just complete insanity. So that is where like, yes, I'm concerned about uh, what's going on uh, with, with the riots and the, this and the, that, uh, we can sort that out. We can totally sort that out. But if America is a ship, if, if 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 we're a giant luxury liner, the iceberg that we have to watch out for is, for lack of a better word, the deep state. The deep. I know it's not sexy right now. I know it's not hot. There's no nudity. There's no violence. There's there's no uh, there's not a lot of sex. I mean, you get past once you get past uh, Lisa Page and Peter Strzok. 
And that's just... Uh... <laughs> uh, that one got a job at MSNBC. Isn't that hilarious? Come on, let's talk it's about like, that for a like, second. You just want to scream, hey, we're totally partisan. Just do that. That's as bad as McCabe getting one on CNN. You've got, you've got, uh, yeah. I want, I want, I want them arrested CNN. at the office. Clapper, Clapper, I think is a paid contributor somewhere. You've got yeah. Lisa Page, like all of these people. You, you sincerely, with and not, not, this isn't even a joke. They could be served. They could be on served air. on air. air. It would be hilarious. And I wouldn't put it past Trump to do that. Happy birthday, Mr. President. I know you listen to the show. I know you love the show. As we record this, it's the president's birthday. But that is just, like, it's it's beyond insane. And I want you guys to recognize that. Like, this, these people will be called as witnesses. There's a very good chance these people will be, some of these people will be going to jail. And MSNBC is like, you should be our freaking legal analyst. You should be our legal analyst. And that's, it goes back to, and I, I wish I knew the names, but just in the difference in, in how the FBI handled everything, it, it reminds me of uh, one of Hillary Clinton's lawyers. I, for, I forget her name. She was brought in to the FBI back in the, on the email thing and all this other. Uh, and they're like, hey, don't worry. This is, this is, a, this is a friendly, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think she got immunity. Yeah, she Cheryl, got, um... Yeah, Cheryl something. Cheryl something. I can't remember her name either. Isn't that sad? You think yes. I could remember these? People? So There's she's a, so many of them. She's a suspect. I believe she gets immunity, uh, and they do like a little thing where they don't even take notes. They don't even take notes. It's it's like that informal. And then they're like, "Hey, we're going to be talking to uh, uh, Cheryl Mills. We're going to be talking to." Uh, we're going to be talking to Hillary in a little bit. And Cheryl Mills like, ooh, I want to come in too. So she comes in and then represents Hillary to make sure the stories line up. That is fraudulent. That is a complete joke. And I, we, we have to focus on this. We have to fan the flames and get more people excited about uh, rooting out the deep state and making sure People go to jail, there's accountability, and there are consequences for trying to overthrow an election. I'm sorry if you're like, ooh, what's Mike's, what's Mike and uh, and Gypsy, what's their hot take? Listen, we'll, we'll have our hot takes on, on Chaz and, and Black Lives Matters and all that stuff, but they're going to be coming a little bit later in the show. Because numero uno is making sure that our, our uh, constitutional republic still works. I, was, I saw it, maybe a different interview with Rick Grinnell. He's everywhere. So sorry he's no longer in government. Um, yeah. But he said the best way to, in the one I saw, said the best way to break up the bureaucracy in the deep state, he said, is to distribute the federal agencies throughout the country. He said, because right now it's D.C. against the rest of America. That thing is so entrenched. That's a very interesting idea. Mm-hmm. That is a very... Uh, Tucker Carlson, we'll be talking about Tucker Carlson too uh, later on, but he always says that, like, D.C. has turned into this, uh, it's not America, I mean, in more ways than one, but but, but it really isn't, like, nothing is real there, nothing really hits inside the Beltway, I think that's a great idea, decentralized. Look at how COVID affected the, the Beltway and the outlying suburbs where people live, everybody there was still getting paid. Do you know that those outlying outlying counties in Virginia were the only places wages went up during the recession? Mm-mm. They're all government employees or government related. Yeah, see, to me, that's that's more outrageous. That's more outrageous. It's, it's not outrageous. reality. It's not reality. It's it's too funny. I wrote this piece. I think I talked about it last week, uh, a couple weeks ago at theloftestparty.com, and it's so it's emotionally rewarding, I guess, artistically rewarding to be ahead of the curve as we always are pat on the back to you and me. But it's like, we need one reality. We need what we, de- that we desperately need one reality. And this goes to the media. This goes to everything. I don't want to be a donkey chasing a carrot. I, I don't want to be led around by, by my nose. I don't want to even think I'm being lied to, 
Give me the facts and then I'll make a decision. And all these people like with with DC not being affected by reality, that's problematic, you guys. That's problematic. Say that again. I said very. And I mean, all all the evidence you need that a uniparty exists. And I don't even know how to frame our current political debate anymore because it's very confusing. But if you want to say there's a uniparty, a Clinton, Bushy, Obama party, right? Yes. All you needed to see was George W. Bush's statement after after the George Floyd thing. I, I, I was just like, oh my God, this is why we have lost every cultural battle for years. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to hook me up and, and refresh my memory. What did uh, what did he what did Lord George he, Bush say? He put a, he he just bought the whole narrative of systemic racism, police brutality, and put out this statement. And I'm like, this is why we lose. You're well, so scared to be called being called a nasty name. They can't even tell the truth. Well, that's a perfect shot. It's a perfect shot, and it's a calculated shot. And oh, I and, know. It, and and in terms of uh. In terms of a grand chess master, I've kind of salute him because it's it's safe. It's uh, I'm putting that in, in air quotes noble uh, and all that good stuff, and it adds you know fuel to the fire. Okay, I want I want this part to burn down. Everybody look over here, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna be taking the quote high road and making sure everybody uh, looks over there. Let's keep that going. Let's keep that going. Just like here, here. Romney out there marching because they think the alligator's gonna. Them last. I love that metaphor. I love they, that metaphor. They, they, they're literally the frog in the pot at that point. If you can no longer tell the truth, you are the frog in the pot. We're going to have a lot and of fun. When they come for you, you better hope the person standing behind you hasn't jumped in yet. We are going to have so much fun with cancel culture, Chaz, Black Lives Matter race we're gonna have so much fun with this in in the in the next block we might do a little bit of it now it is it, it's wonderful and i'm excited and I'm, and I'm i'm thankful at the same time just the whole the whole new media aspect of it because we can just choose and you guys have to admit and i want to hear your feedback let me know uh at the loftusparty.com we'll post this up and you guys uh, leave comments and and thank ever thank the, the the interaction's been going up. That's fantastic. But just you you have to. I I can't see how you could disagree with me that the most important thing going on in reality in reality you have to pick one. It, it has to be uh, a group of unelected officials who are deciding who the president gets to be. And and I remember a long time ago, I believe, with Steve Bannon. There was a click, clip of him, whatever you think about Steve Bannon, put that aside for a second. But he's like, they're not going to give this up without a fight. They're not going to give this no. up without a fight. And I I had no idea they had this much fight in them. Right. But they got, they got a boatload. I don't even know what comes next. I don't even know what comes next. Oh, it'll be something. It, they're going to have to because here's here's what and I'm completely serious here. This is what makes me happy in all this. It's all happening in in June. It, it happened in May. It happened in April. Right. Like the whole uh, the Wuhan and the COVID-19. OK. All right. So we're getting that under control. America's coming back to work. And then, OK, we got the race thing. So you still have. Uh, July, August, September, October to make things better and 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 start your own. And I think maybe that's what happened here. Hopefully, it's what. I, I, good Lord, if there's an October surprise, I don't even want to. I can't even think about what a, the sun's going to go supernova. No, it's going to be, no, be Bolton's book. Bolton's book. Oh, yeah, Bolton's out there yammering about his book, and, and his lawyers are saying, oh, yeah, well, you think Ukraine is bad. Every single foreign policy decision he made was re was calculated on re-election. You know what? Every single foreign policy position any president takes is calculated on re-election consideration. Yeah. And Thanks let's... for that newsflash, John, you mustache piece of shit. 
I used what to respect him. I don't. What is that? It's it's crazy the the flip floppy and it's like it's very interesting that this for, to sell a book you you would do all these things but who who knows who knows I haven't read the book maybe maybe it's a hundred percent true maybe it's a hundred percent lies maybe it's just well, you know juiced up to sell some yet. yeah uh, I just you reminded me of another great thing of that wonderful clip and and I cannot wait there's so many. Trump commercials I cannot wait to see because they've got that clip of Joe Biden just sitting there at, on that TV show that that little conference the one with the face mask hanging on his ear did you see that one no I'm talking oh about God. the one I'm talking about the one where he's going so I picked up the phone and I called the Ukrainian blah blah oh, and yeah, I yeah, said yeah. if you don't fire that guy by the end of the day you don't get the money if you don't do what I want, you don't get the money. And by God, he fired him. And so he got them. And it's like, like that is so kid, corrupt. Whoa, whoa, yes, and it, it's in his own words. And he's I know bragging about it. I want to see that commercial. And what's the what's I the face mask one? Oh, he was sitting there yammering about how he's the great racial healer, healer, despite the fact he's been in government for fifty years and has never done a thing. Um, and he had taken his face mask off to speak, and it's literally just like dangling from his left ear. Yeah, <laughs> and he just that... keeps talking, and then he gets really confused. And you're like, "This man is not even alive. I don't know how he can be a candidate." I, I don't know. I don't know either. I can't. But the wait other thing on that Ukrainian, I saw something. I think last night that the lawyer. For Burisma has now been charged in the Ukraine regarding the bribe. Oh, yes. Yes. See? I saw See? that. That's the kind of news. More Ukraine. More Burisma. Oh, Where's you, Hunter Biden? Deep you, state is real. You go to Google and you click up Ukrainian news and you hit Google Translate. They hate the Bidens. They know the Bidens are corrupt AF. I I bet as, as a Ukrainian citizen, you gotta be tired of paying the bribes. You gotta be. You gotta be. Oh, it, it's probably bad enough with the local gangs and the mafiosos and your corrupt government. Oligarchs. But when you got Yeah, and then you got the the mighty and powerful Joe Biden representing o Uncle Sam, arguably uh, the most powerful nation on earth, and we're supposed to represent, you know, truth, justice, and the American way. And then we're hitting you. That's ya. a microaggression. And then we're, yeah, and then we're hitting you for millions of dollars, so your crazy son can get paid. Okay, that is, uh, that that is. Stay focused on that, you guys. Stay focused on. Keep, oh, this Russia thing, too. Just keep that going when you're having your little conversations with your friends. Get that going on Facebook. Let's start. This is why this is why we need a, a big group of people. When I'm when I'm doing the live streams and it's like, so we're we're we're, cl we're close to twenty six thousand. And there's a bunch of people who listen to this podcast and all this stuff. It's the reason new media exists is because people realized that traditional media, old school media, uh, was just trying to lead him around by the nose. So we want to do that. I want to sell. I want to. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. It's why I like uh, Trump tweeting. So stick around. We're gonna come right back. We got to talk about Chaz. We got to talk about uh, Black Lives Matter. We got to talk about John Cleese. And you're like, wow, how do these three things go together? You will be shocked. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 
pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. So much more to talk about. Trump rallies are coming back. They're, they're stirring up the whole COVID-19 thing again. We got the uh, the, the, the new state of Chaz in, in Seattle. That's probably where we'll start because it's fun. However, no, I have changed my mind. I've changed my mind. We're starting with John Cleese because that's going to be the, the framework for the whole segment. I don't know if you saw the tweet gypsy that that john cleese put out people forget like like what just what a, a brilliant dude he is he put Ground out a breaking. Tweet. Groundbreaking. he's a smart he's a smart ombre and he knows how it works he put out a tweet that just floored me because he said it eloquently he said it in an entertaining fashion Hopefully we have the audio from that. I, I sent it to our field producer. I, I'd, I'd love to play a little bit for you now. Well, the biggest advantage of extremism is that it makes you feel good because it provides you with enemies. Let me explain. The great thing about having enemies is that you can pretend that all the badness in the whole world is in your enemies and all the goodness in the whole world is in you. Attractive, isn't it? So, if you have a lot of anger and resentment in you anyway, and you therefore enjoy abusing people, then you can pretend that you're only doing it because these enemies of yours are such very bad persons. And that if it wasn't for them, you'd actually be good-natured and courteous and rational all the time. So, if you want to feel good, become an extremist. Okay. And that's what's going on. They, for the longest time, and you and I saw it, in, 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 in to great effect in the early days of this podcast, mm-hmm. leaning to the right, and then eventually, uh, you know, um, just, you're you're super. You're, I think you're way more libertarian uh, than I am, which is a good thing, which is awesome because it it helps me learn and helps me, I think, understand things better. And I, I find myself leaning more towards libertarianism. But when I came out as a Trump supporter. You could see it. You could feel it. You, it was palpable to the way they would attack Trump. It's dehumanizing. And to me, the obvious truth, the danger of justified taking over uh, a few blocks of, of, of downtown Seattle. And the people who play into this, people, and this is the always, and this is the biggest version of it. We always have that thing that we, that, that we say, and it's whatever the, the left says you're doing. That's what they're secretly doing. Well, they, they've they've called Trump Hitler, and they've called people who support Trump Hitler in in such a laissez-faire uh, fashion that the left is they really need a wake-up call for this very, 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 very dangerous thing that they're encouraging. Let us blame all of our ills on one part of society. That is. Uh, any any journalist should be embarrassed. Anyone who calls himself a journalist should be embarrassed. So that's why uh, I'm not I'm not buying into it for a, for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. However, now we're in now we're in dangerous territory, which brings us to uh, brings us to Chaz. Unless you did you want to chime in real quick. If you want to tell me something systemic, you have to tell me what point of the system is creating that. Like, when I moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, I was a religious minority. Yes. There were actually institutional things that identified me as a religious minority. Right next Mm -hmm. to my school was the seminary. If you were Mormon, you got released 
one day, one period a day to go over to seminary. It was part of your educational experience. If you didn't go to seminary, everybody knew you weren't part of the majority. Do you know what yeah. I, that's system? Yeah. I mean, literally, you had the school building and right next to it, you had the cemetery on church owned property. Mm-hmm. That's systemic. That's institutional. That's an institutional way of separating people. I need to know what the institutional thing is that's separating people. And if you tell me well, it's, it's, the, it's the crappy public schools in inner city, I'm going to go say, then talk to your mayor who won't, who won't go to bat against the teachers union. And that's, that's the great thing about it. That's the empowering thing about it is you can go, okay, well, let's talk about this system and how, okay, if there's an inequity here, we can change that. We could all of, all of this. Is let's manageable. talk. Let's talk about you know what do they call it? Restorative justice in school that leaves students and staff feeling terrified. Let's talk about a great system that's in New York City called Success Academies that is actually outperforming school districts in some of the wealthiest areas of New York on standardized testing and dealing with some of the toughest neighborhoods in New York City. You know who's stopping them from growing because there's such demand for kids to go to this school? Hmm. The mayor of New York. What? De Blasio? De Blasio. De Blasio doesn't want these kids going to charter schools because then the teachers union is going to get cranky. You want to understand who's like developing these terrible policies and putting them into place and totally ruining these school systems? All you have to do is look at the mayor's office. Yes. Yes. And look, look to your your local your local officials, your your city and state uh, officials. And, and in terms of federal, go look at Joe Biden. Oh, and, go and, look and, at Joe and, Biden's and, crime bill record. That if, guy. You, if you want to talk to me about institutional racism, who owns all the institutions? Academia, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is all these, these urban areas, these these solutions aren't as sexy as let's go burn down a Wendy's. These aren't as sexy as, hey, let's go, let's go empty the shelves at a Walmart. Hey, let's turn that car on fire. I'm just, I've had it. I've had enough. No justice, no peace. And I know a lot of people, it's it, it's just, listen, if you're a kid, and oh my gosh, oh my God. If I was like in, in my late teens, early 20s, whoo-wee, and with the passions, and with the passion, oh my gosh. they Literally. You literally have a principal in Chicago who worked for Jesse Jackson in his Rainbow Coalition and is now getting calls to resign because she encouraged her students to peacefully protest but cautioned them against rioting and looting. (laughs) I'm sorry, that sounds like an adult thing to do. It's, it's, um, we're at that point... Uh, and I know there was a bunch of arguments about it, like in the French Revolution, you, you know, where they're just you're 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 part of the ruling class. You're a noble. You're you, so you got to die. You got to You just like guilt, guilt by nobility. And I, I know that like Adams and, and Jefferson fought about this. There was very heated arguments. And, and Jefferson is like, hey, it's you're going to do you got to do what you got to do. And and there was a bunch of. uh Americans like Adams, like, no, we got to stop this. We got to end this. This is crazy. This is just right. mob violence. And Jefferson was like, you know what? They'll, they'll figure it out at the end. And and it's, it was horrible and horrifying. Uh, and I can see kind of both sides of the argument. But uh, ironically, and it's kind of historically, uh, the first person, they stopped. They finally stopped with with the justice. When someone, they were about to chop their head off, uh, she begged for her life. She was like, hey, what are you guys doing? This is crazy. You know, because she was like a mistress to somebody. But we're still in that high, heated, emotional, uh, you know, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And, and everybody's like addicted to the shock and awe of it all, the passion. And it, it is, it's, and I, I call it sexy just because it's, it's kind of hot, you know. They're out there and they're doing this thing and it's, it's passionate. That's why I don't want anybody to do anything about Chaz. I really don't. My knee-jerk reaction is like, let's send in the SWAT team. Let's gas them out. That's outrageous. Da, 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 da. And now I'm like, let it play out. Let it play out. Let just 
cordon off the area and and yes it's not lost on me that they the first thing they did was set up a border wall yes it's not lost on me that you know they check your papers before you come in and out they have like border agents and they're being run by thugs it that nothing's going to come from that if something does i'll be sh- it's like occupy wall street it's mm-hmm. occupy wall street in downtown seattle a bunch of people they're who crazy. just want to do something they've got some camping gear and literally they're 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 playing house they're playing house so someone's going to get hurt the cops can't get in the paramedics can't get in and it'll be bad and and i tell you what if you are part of the chads if you're listening to this on your little laptop in in the middle iPhone. of jazz, right? Or your iPhone, like uh, don't even think about suing the city. Don't even, you made your choice? You made your choice. You bought the ticket. Now ride that jazz ride. I just, I, well, I just want updates. Protesters and street preachers, please just stop going in there. It's not oh. worth making the statement. Listen, I'm not going to judge anybody who wants to go into Chaz. If you want to go into Chaz, let's see how they handle it. Well, they choked out a street preacher, and they beat up two people carrying an American flag. One of them, oddly, was black. Well, that's uh, that's how Chaz rolls. Chaz is colorblind. Chaz Chaz still used chokeholds. Go ahead. We had a streaker today. Just running down the street, buck naked. Somebody asked him, why are you doing this? Because I can? Okay. I don't know what combination of drugs that is. But, like, when these people decide to take off all their clothes and, like, attack a, 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 a gasoline pump at a, at a Circle K, or they decide to run down the streets of Florida, or they decide to go, like, we need to interview them, like, keep them around. And and as they slowly come back to sanity, when they start like, when they start looking around for your clothes, that's when the interviewer should be like, "So what did you take? So what did you take?" Because we need to figure How do you out feel now. We need to figure out what that recipe was. If it was like, "Oh, I took some Molly, then I had a beer, then I had half a joint, the next thing I knew I was naked." Okay, we should post that. We should post that like. If you don't do don't do Molly, start drinking beer and smoke a joint, you will end up naked at a Seven Eleven at three o'clock in the morning. I think like people would want to stay away from that combination. That's got to be that's got to be a horrible feeling. Just well, to but start. now you're now you're fat naked butt because it's never the right people that are running around naked. It's never it's kind of like the nude beach, right? It's yeah. never the right people that decide to pick this option. So now you got your fat naked butt all over social media jogging down with your thing swinging back and forth yeah 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 we had we had one on stupid i did this show uh world's dumbest and we had this one clip we had once again it was one of the ones that we ended up not using it was somewhere in hollywood in the hollywood hills and uh just an absolutely smoking hot girl like mid 20s uh in the middle of the road uh naked on drugs out of her mind uh trying to convince people in cars that were stopped to have sex with her and it was just like it was just uh completely sad because you instantly write she had a little too much action i guess uh, yeah, I mean, it, I immediately goes to she was she was up the hill at somebody's rented mansion. She was making porn, or maybe she didn't want to do it, and they were like, "No, take these drugs, take these drugs, you'll love it." And then she just went out of her mind and just, ugh, it was bad. It was really bad. Nothing funny about that one. Okay, so we're gonna get into a little bit of the cancel culture of it all because that's what they're doing. They're they're just getting rid of people that. Uh, don't agree with them or they don't don't want to agree with them or they think like the opinion it's very funny ironic i guess to watch these opinion page editors get fired for having opinions like like the and it's not and it's coming from inside the building you have like supposed journalists going hey you're picking the wrong fight you're picking the because you aren't biased enough you have to be fired. And it's working. 
people are resigning because they're not being incredibly biased towards being anti-Trump. This is that's that's the epitome of 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 fake news and the problem with the media. Uh, the cancel culture has come for the show Cops. It's come for uh, LAPD. Yeah, live live PD. Uh, supposedly Paw Patrol. they're coming for Paw Patrol. And and what do these things all have in common? Uh, they show police officers doing their jobs, and they show oh. cops uh, being human beings and being uh, fallible. And, and go what ahead. they actually have to deal with. I mean, cops is basically a a, a dash cam and best cam show. Yeah, you yeah. Don't want to, you don't want to know what cops actually have to deal with, or people might have some sympathy for them. Yes. So that's the real reason they want those shows off the air. They're also coming for Law and Order ha. and SVU. Um, <laughs> and back to John Cleese, they took an episode of Faulty Towers off because it was too racially charged. It... And Gone with the Wind. I guess Gone with the Wind is actually coming back, but it's going to have some prequel to it where they tell you everything that's wrong with it because you're too stupid to put it in historical context yourself. Well, here is once again we were talking in in the in the A block. We were talking about George Bush taking that perfect shot. You know, I'm gonna I'm just gonna chime in on police brutality. I look good, and it'll also reflect poorly on Trump. That's a that's a thread the needle great shot. HBO. It used to be called HBO Go. Whatever their streaming service is now, them pulling Gone with the Wind is such a uh, a hollow gesture and such a silly gesture, but it got them so much press. I admire them. I admire them. And I think that's what the BBC was doing with the faulty towers. I hadn't thought of the movie Gone with the Wind in in years. In years. I've, I've never thought, ooh, I should sit down and watch Gone with the Wind. And like Faulty Towers, which is brilliantly funny, I totally I almost completely forgot it existed. So the BBC going, hey, we're going to pull this episode. It's it's a, uh, a great piece of virtue signaling and getting some people talking about it. It's incredibly dangerous. And I, I honestly, with, with Gone with the Wind, uh, do you – and this is the other wonderful thing. Like you, I don't know if you could have a more female-powered, girl-centric – pro-feminist movie. Then that's like 1939, I want to say. Maybe 38, uh, Gone with the Wind. But who's our hero in that? Scarlett O'Hara. She's not getting what she wants. She loses everything. She starts over. And she, you know, comes out kind of victorious in the end. Who knows? She gets her, her comeuppance. But that is like, that's a, that's a, a, a feminist movie. The, the the hero of that piece is, is uh, uh, Scarlett O'Hara. And then I'll say this, too, about I don't know what the offensive part is, is that uh, the, the the black maid, Butterfly McQueen, that, that she was on the on on the surface, OK with everything on the surface, she was happy to in in her role as the 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 maid to, to scarlett o'hara and was the probably one of the smartest ones in the movie she was the she was the jiminy cricket she was one of the smartest one in the movie are, are we supposed to believe that uh i don't want to get in trouble here i don't want to get in trouble here there's well, uh, the other effect like the truly offensive part to me about when they chose to do it it was actually that actress's birthday, and she was the first black person to win an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about the ultimate irony? Mm-hmm. Like, you're literally erasing an achievement at that point. Well, this is... Like, this why is would what, you do that? Yeah, well, they, they didn't know. They obviously, they didn't know. They didn't do their research. They did it each... And it's like, it's like with the Trump rally... In in uh, in Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, color me a, a moron, but I didn't know about Juneteenth. And but you know what? I'm into Juneteenth. Let's do it. Let's have a. That's the Emancipation Day. That's a good day. That's a. I freaking, think 
I think the best thing Trump could do is declare it a national holiday. Well, like, that's what I, I was. Give those, I was, give those mailmen another day off. I was mildly offended. The president of the United States can't have a rally on a on, on a on what should arguably be a holiday. Like, like, are you you're saying and that's the other thing that's just implying the guy's a racist. Trump is the, 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 their narrative is he's such a relative, such a horrible, hateful person that he's doing this on the very day of the people he wants to oppress being free. That's what I find offensive about it. That's why I didn't want him to change. I'm like, no, you leave it on that date. And then I'll tell you this. And this is where there's 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 two sides to every issue. There are two sides to every issue. There was a wonderful show on HBO called uh, The Watchman, which I don't know if you you ever saw it. Some of the best television writing I have ever seen. I, literally, that show should just win award after award after award. And it was a sequel and blah 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 blah. The opening episode to that, and this is where this is where the Black Lives Matter people have a point, and I'm going to give credit where it's due. The opening episode takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on uh, Black Wall Street, on the day where it was just a wholesale slaughter of, of black people. It was just horrifying, and I had never heard of this. So I'm watching the show The Watchmen, and this, uh, this uh, black kid is going down the street, or he's at the movie theater, and you know, all of a sudden explosions are going off, and and there's gunshots, and there's planes, and like the the Chiron on the bottom of the screen says like Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1940, whatever, and I'm just like, what? And then I, I seriously, I'm such a fool. I'm such a fool. I'm like, oh, this has to be an alternate reality. This has to be like Earth Two or something. I had never heard of this, and so. <laughs> I watched this episode and I'm like, okay. And then I, I, I go on Google and I look it up and I'm like, oh my Lord, that really happened. That really happened. And, and that, that's one of those things where you just can't gloss that over. You just cannot gloss that over. That is a, that is a blemish. Uh, however, I will say this, uh, go, go watch The Watchmen if you haven't seen it. We've gone long. We've gone long in this block. Oh my gosh, we still have the Dave Chappelle uh, special to talk about. We still have Candace Owens to talk about. Probably uh, some some more. Oh my gosh, SpongeBob. The thing, the things they're saying about SpongeBob, and probably some more cancel culture. We got so much to get off our chest. Oh, and food banks, T-shirts and food banks. So much goodness. Stick around. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy. A, a word of warning about this uh, next block. This could get a, a little racy. Some of the language might be a little racy. So if you've uh, got the uh, podcast cranked up in your place of work, this is probably a good time to put on the headphones just in case. Uh, as we continue on with the show, and uh, this is like we like to do entertainment, culture, stuff like that. 
there we we had we got to talk about the uh, the Dave Chappelle uh, special that he just put out for Netflix. Dave Chappelle, I think it's called uh, eight forty six or eight forty nine. It's the exa- it's the exact same amount of time uh, that uh, the cop had his knee on George Floyd's neck. I tried to watch it uh, because as a comedian, uh, you, you you just have to recognize how wonderful Dave Chappelle is. You just have to, you just have to recognize. And, and if, and if you're not a comedian, you've watched Dave Chappelle and you've laughed and blah, blah, blah. The dude is amazing. The dude is amazing. He's brilliant. I think the word genius is overused. He's not a genius, but he's, he, he, he's, he can see it from his porch. So he did a, uh, a special for Netflix uh, Dave Chappelle, eight forty nine or eight forty six, whatever you can see it. It's it's all over YouTube, blown up on YouTube. And my immediate, my my knee jerk reaction was he starts off. He did it in Yellow Springs, a wonderful neighborhood in right outside of Dayton in Ohio. I spent a lot of good days at Yellow Springs. So that, anyway. He has people coming onto the this piece of property and they're socially distant and they're the seating and all this and da da da. And then Dave Chappelle comes out and he goes, Well, he goes, well, you have to recognize this is historic. This is historic. This is the first comedy show back. This is the first comedy show. And I'm already offended. I'm already offended. And I'm like, Dave, please. I was in a comedy club. I was on stage at the Addison Improv two weeks ago. Neener Neener. I beat you to it. I beat you to it. I was, I was first, and I'm not going to let history be changed. I uh, and I, I didn't say, "Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me." I just went and quietly did it. But if people are going to start claiming they were first, uh, you might want to step back. You might want to step back because I was there. So. To his credit, though, he 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 does this show, and it's outside, and it's not. It's not a comedy special. It, 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 it isn't. It's Listen, he's a great mind. He's a brilliant thinker. And he, he the way he passionately, it's, it's, it's something that's good to watch. It, it is what it is. Uh, and and he's, he's fantastic. And he's, he's a, a great personality. And he's very passionate and all that stuff. I just want to say this about it really quickly. He... Uh, he knows he doesn't have jokes. He knows he doesn't have jokes because I, I, I've been there too. When you start talking about politics on stage, like in your head, you're like, Ugh. and you can see him. He keeps opening up his notebook and kind of like he's realizing he's not doing jokes. So what he ended up doing, because there wasn't comedy there, there just wasn't comedy there. He took some shots at uh, at Candace Owens, and and this is where this is where. He's he he doesn't have he doesn't have the material to do it, so he just starts talking about how uh, Candace Owens uh, her, her 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 pussy must stink her pussy it just got a stank I don't know I guarantee it stank and it's like that's a totally it's a totally cheap shot and not even based in reality because because it's like like. Candace Owens, like, I know he, he disagrees with her on this, and he does it, but, like, if you're going to take a shot at Candace Owens, I don't think there's a lot of, <laughs> I, I don't think a lot of people look at Candace Owens and go, well, yeah, I, I bet she's stanky down there. I don't think that that's, like, a common reality. Now, to her credit, I don't know if you saw Candace's response to this, but she comes back. With the, she's like, uh, I saw the special. I know things were said, but I'm in a Dave Chappelle special. I think he's brilliant. I think he's awesome. She took the highest of the high roads and made me like her even more. I, I was bummed uh, with Chappelle doing that. And I, and, and, and it I takes thought me- it was. I thought it was kind of. He was. He was pretty upset and. Um, I think he made some pretty good points, but that, that was just cheap. Like attack the ideas. Don't attack the individual. He's better yes. than that. Cause he's very yes. smart. 
yes. very smart. That's and that's that's like you 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 perfectly encapsulate. You're better than that. And if you've got a problem with Candace, yeah, meet her. Go go brain to brain with her. But just to take this and and I, I tell you what, I I bet Dave would love to know. I bet Dave would love to know uh, if there's any reality to his little accusation. And I don't wow. think he's ever going to get that opportunity. It takes me back to this, and and no one says a word about it. No one's no one other than this show comes, you know, writing to Candace Owens. Uh, defense, my God, I give her so much credit for taking the high road on that. And it takes me back to someone made a very bad idea or made a had a bad idea and they thought it would help her sell a lot of uh, books. But a long time ago, there was a uh, Comedy Central roast of Ann Coulter. And I have never been uh, that like just ashamed and then and then angry and then like that is one of the most disgusting pieces of television that you will ever see they i think they set a new record for calling her uh the c word like everybody and it was just it was hurtful they can't you you can't go toe to toe she is a smart woman. Whatever you think of Ann Coulter, she is a smart woman. She can back up her arguments. She will dismantle you. So that is like, and I know it's it's not meant to be hacky, but it's, I really feel like someone, and I know I did it on, on Twitter, but it's like, whatever you think of Ann Coulter, if you want to attack her ideas, attack her ideas, but just to stand on TV and have... Call her a uh, you know a, 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 a cunt over and over again, and then have people applaud and laugh, and it's just like what what is this? Who let her do that? And then oh, Dave Chappelle, it's a wonderful, wonderful special. He very bravely uh, attacks uh, Candace Owens. Look, ah, oh, just horrible. Dave Chappelle. Well, again, I have no, I, I have no problem if you want to attack someone's ideas. Yes. You know, I, I really don't. But to attack someone's looks, to attack someone personally in a way that really doesn't make any sense for what you're trying to say. And I mean, Chappelle had a point. He articulated it prior to that. He's a very smart man. Maybe he was just too angry about everything because it was probably the most angry special I've ever seen him do. Yeah. Um, he he, he could have pulled that off better. And, and I yeah. just don't. I, I, that's kind of where I just I stop listening. Well, like, that, this is it's the yeah. personal attack stuff. If you want to attack the ideas, if you want to mock what somebody says, then that's fine. Um, but yeah, I just it, after that he just kind of lost me, and I stopped watching because I'm like that. That's really beneath you, dude. You're better well, than it, that. It's it's yes, he is, and he knows it, and it's and it goes to a bigger problem with the culture which freaking Denzel Washington uh, pointed out in a clip that's going around well now like Chappelle knew he wasn't ready he knew he wasn't ready now when he's just when he's riffing when he's just doing jokes I've heard I've heard stories from buddies of mine about Chappelle going to the cellar in New York and just rip from the headlines this that and insanely funny insanely funny but with this subject matter to call it a comedy special, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have filmed it. But the reason you f- film it, the reason you convince yourself to do it, is because you. It, it's something's better than nothing. I gotta go now. I gotta strike while the iron's hot. And and so there's this big focus, and this is part of the media too. It's not about. It, it certainly isn't about being right. It certainly isn't about being factual. It's about having this hot take. It's just a having about, ooh, I got opinion on this right now. Boom, 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 boom. And the more bombastic it is and the more louder and the more inflammatory it is, the more clicks it gets. And then it backs that all up. And that is a very dangerous uh, – it is a black hole of free thought and it is just an avalanche of stupid. It's a tornado of destruction and everybody needs to take a deep breath. And I've had a lot of people come at me uh, trying to help. 
and and I and I know their hearts in the right place, and they're like, you need to, you need to just get more fired up and inflammatory. Like I want to be part of the solution. I want to be. I don't want to. I will tap out of all of this. I will tap out of all of this if it's just about saying inflammatory things for the sake of saying something inflammatory so somebody will click and then they'll join. It's like that's just that doesn't do anybody any good like all of this stuff can be solved like all of our problems can be solved and then if you look around we're doing great we're doing we are doing great america just keeps getting safer and safer and 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 things just keep getting better and better and the future looks bright and i'm I'm sorry if that's not if that's not uh you know sexy and hot and oh he was really shaking his fist on that one but like, listen, I'll 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 talk to anybody. How can we make improvements uh, in, in the police department? And hey, how how do we make sure that we still have good cops out there? Because Lord knows we need them. You don't want to live in a world without police. I want to. Yeah, look at the Chaz. Yeah, look at look at the Chaz. I mean, uh, the police chief is the only one in Seattle telling the truth. The mayor's all, it's a block party. The chief is out there. Guys, you were holding the city. You were doing your jobs. Thank you so much. It was not, not my decision to leave the precinct. We got to get it back. We're getting three times the call out, calls out of that area. Because you have residents that live there. Yeah. That have nothing to do with the Chaz. That are, like, terrified to leave their homes. Oh. Oh, my goodness. And then you're going to have to start paying extortion money because when the Chaz people do run out of food, it's not going to be too hard to go, okay, there's a there's a grocery store two blocks over. What we'll do is we'll take a bunch of people and we'll just go hit that grocery store. And then you've got to go old school. you got to have employees on the roof of the grocery store with firearms. I mean, it's not too hard to, to imagine this uh, getting where this all goes. out of hand. Yes. Yes, but I'll 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 let him have uh, the the Chaz for right I, now. I, I literally do not want President Trump to send in the military. If Governor Inslee gets sick enough of it, he can use the National Guard. But not one drop of blood and treasure from our United States military for these stupid, hairy, smelly, disgusting communists that are in the Chaz right now. These people are so dumb they can't even plant a plant. Go look at pictures of their garden. They didn't even that bury was, the root. That was uh, that was that was sad. I'm like, that you guys planted enough for a salad for one vegan. Like <laughs> in, one salad for one vegan. In about six months. Exactly. Like <laughs> this was your plan, and then the yeah. mayor. I went and visited the community garden. Okay, so yeah, none of you people have ever seen a cow. You probably never planted a garden before, and you take the plants out and you lay them on the ground like that's gonna work. I, I love the other night they were trying to play. They were playing dodgeball. They're playing and dodgeball. And it totally disintegrated. Right. It's just like let it keep going. Let it keep going. I gotta say something before before I forget. Uh, if if you haven't been watching the Facebook live streams that we do on Wednesday night, uh, here's what we did. A couple weeks ago, we came up with a specialty T-shirt. It's it's the Loftus Party logo, serious happiness, and then below it, it says Essential AF. And the money from that that we raised from selling those T-shirts uh, goes to food banks because there's still people with the whole COVID-19 and they can't go to work. They're afraid, whatever. And so literally the, the food bank lines are a mile long, and that's still going on. So uh, I rounded it up. I rounded it up, and I had some 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 listeners say that they would. Bottom line is, uh, it's going to be uh, four hundred bucks. So we're going to buy some people some food. We're going to at least they won't have to. A few people won't have to worry uh, for a little bit. So we're going to do two hundred bucks to a food bank in Los Angeles, and two hundred bucks to a food bank uh, here in New York, because that's what we're going to do. We're just going to keep uh, building and keep growing. And talking about the things that matter and making fun of the the hypocrites and coming to the defense of uh, Candace Owens. And I want to go on the record uh, for coming to the defense of of Tucker Carlson. The the, the oh, other yeah. side is the other side has a boatload of people and they have 
Uh, they get a lot of support and they get a lot of attention. They get a big spotlight. And this is like a little, this little community that we're, that we're building against all odds, you guys, against all odds. We're building this community and it's continuing to grow. So we'll con- continue to, to do good things and come to the defense of Tucker Carlson. If you have watched that show uh, at all in, in the past few weeks, like there's nothing that it, it's not like he's starting riots. He, he's, in my opinion, you know, I don't want to get your thoughts on this, too. It's he's he's dead on. He's absolutely 100 percent correct. Like, I don't I know they don't like him be, because of that. And and if you want to have if you want to have an honest debate, I'd love to watch it. Let's watch that honest debate. But they don't want it. And they have a system in place. Uh, and I say they, which is anybody who uh, opposes uh, Tucker Carlson, Media Matters, all these other groups. They have a system in place. They have a very large group of people, and they can just go directly to the advertisers and go, we will just the threat of a boycott, and the advertisers move their money. And then that's bad. And then because you're expecting the Fox News people to to behave as businessmen would and go, holy smoke, this show doesn't make any money. We're losing money on the show. Let's get rid of them. That's not good. That is not good. We we need to be able to have discussions and have debates. And I don't see I don't see Tucker Carlson telling people, quick, go to your shotgun rack and fill it up and go down to fourth and main and it, it's it's nothing like that. It's, no, it's it's don't cave to the mob. Yes. Don't apologize to this bizarre secular religion that now has redefined original sin and believes in collective guilt, so you can't even apologize. Yeah. And be forgiven. Yeah, it is. Literally, we have indiscernible code, like the Bible, except we call it grievance studies. We have interpreters, like priests, except they're SJWs who tell you what you got to say and how you got to say it, because God forbid, even if you're trying to be supportive and say it wrong, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, we have rituals because we're washing feet and kneeling and doing these weird chants and all this other stuff. Yeah. And if you don't participate, um, you can be excommunicated. And if you if they threaten to excommunicate you and you do apologize and you get to stay, but you never get done apologizing, like Drew, Drew Brees, who made the terrible sin of saying he actually respects the flag and the service of his family members. Yeah. Um, so if he hadn't apologized, he would have been excommunicated. And if you don't learn your lesson, then you come, you become a heretic. Well, I started out at heretic because I haven't been buying into this crap for the last 10 years, and I'm not going to buy into it now. I wasn't a racist when I objected to Barack Obama's policies. Yes. And I would have objected to those policies, the same ones that are coming out of Joe Biden's mouth. I still object. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I wasn't a racist then. I'm not a racist now. I'm not going to apologize for something I've never done. And I'm certainly not going to apologize for things that happened 200 years ago that didn't even involve my family. Exactly. And I'll point this out as we, you know, come to the end of another broadcast day. There is a a wonderful article that I put at the loftestparty.com. It's also up on Facebook. When Obama was, they came to Obama when he was president. They're like, hey, we should change the names of these military bases. And he said no. Obama said no. He didn't want to change the names. Now you can give, you can say whatever you want about that. What he said is like, those names were put on there in the spirit of reconciliation. A lot of these monuments were put up to help, and this is just, a, a cautionary tale. Construction to heal yes. the nation. Yeah, so to help heal, we're going to put up this monument. And a lot of these monuments, some of these guys are like, they realize the error of their ways. They opened up, you know, African-American schools and they did this and that. And, you know, it was a, it's, it's about salvation, but nobody cares about that now. So the reason you hate these statues and the reason you hate these big things is because at that point in time, someone who thought they were smarter than you thought it was a great idea. So when you think ripping them down is a great idea, just hold your horses. Take a deep breath. Everybody needs to take a deep breath. Oh. And I know no one wants to hear that. And, and here's, here's 
okay, we'll, we'll, we'll round it out with the, the things I, that I'm sick of hearing and, and some things that you're sick of. Like, we all knew the COVID-19 thing was coming back. Whenever I see somebody t- warning me about wearing a mask and here comes COVID-19, no, blah, blah, I'm over. sick of hearing that. I'm sick of hearing that, that. that. That's over. You can't and, do that again. Healthy people mm-mm. are not going to quarantine again. Sorry. No. Uh, and I'm and I'm I'm getting kind of tired of people going. I just want this to be uh, over. I just want. Listen, hey, I I understand where you're coming from when you say I want it to be over. I just want. I just want. Just stating what you just want on Facebook isn't going to make any change. And this is a great reminder that our system of government, the best one ever invented, is messy. And sometimes it's messier than others, but it's all not, it's, it's not all sunshine and lollipops. We're doing this on our own. We're supposed to be doing it on our own. This is supposed to be regular people uh, getting involved in their communities and helping make the world better. We're all supposed to be personally doing our best to make our lives better, our fellow man's better. Well, that's, that's what we're tasked with. <laughs> and for people to go, I just want it to be over. Like the next time you want to type that onto Facebook, I just want this to be over. What can you do? I guarantee if you go out and take action, raise money for a food bank, come up with a crazy idea, go do something for someone, you will feel better for yourself. And we're going to make America and the, and the world a better place. It, that's, that's how it is. Uh, I wish I had more things that I'm, that I'm uh, sick of hearing, but I, I don't want to. I think that was a nice little note to wrap it up on. You be the best person you can be. Once upon a time, there was a guy named Jordan Peterson. God bless him. Back. Yeah, and he was like, clean your room, make your bed, that kind of thing. That's, That's where straight. it starts. Tell the truth. Yes. yes, he I was exactly right. Right behind me. <laughs> yeah, it starts. It starts right there. When and I know this for me. Like I, I battle depression. I have bouts of of depression and anxiety. And the thing that always works is taking an action. Go do something. And you, I, it works every time. So do that, you guys. It's all messy. But it's not hopeless. I'm full of hope. And I'm full of optimism. And I'm full of good cheer towards my fellow man. All right. That was a great show. Uh, we might have some special guests coming up. We might have some special guests. That's all I'm gonna say. You're gonna, you're definitely gonna, you're definitely gonna want to keep listening. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>